What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with the admin for the Discord channel for the show Mad Men. I'm Adrian, as always, here with my co-host Paul. Let's get big factin', let's get no cappin'. I'm your captain. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Is your shirt F-I-L as in father-in-law or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a brand? Yeah. It's like a Korean streetwear thing. I, I feel like you're kind of big dick in me here with that, how you said that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a Korean streetwear thing, like whatever. You, I mean, you might not like, know about kind of, it. Yeah, well, it's, it's well, you're of... still wearing bait, Paul, whatever. It's just like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I know about like Korean shit. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of big in Davis, you know. We have a big Asian community here, so I get and a lot of rich international students who stun on me with their cars and fashion, and so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep up as best as I can, man. I don't think you're gonna win that war with rich Asians. <laughs> I'm di- or die trying. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, no, this is actually a it's a band it's band merch from from Indian Lakes. Oh, got you, Paul. Speaking of shirts, uh, what does the 1994 on your shirt mean? Have I, t- have I, I am not sure at all. And the back of the shirt is like, it's about astrology, but I've never really spent the time to figure out how it is. Interesting. Ah, it's a cool shirt. Yeah. Did you find it at a thrift store? No. <laughs> no. All right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, it's from a it's from a website called Everpress that does like a lot of like a uh, band or like like small prints. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Did you make a submission for uh, Dorian's fan made merch contest? No, is that a thing? I should have. It was a while ago. I don't know if it's already done. How's your drawing going, by the way? How's that I haven't been doing it recently. Damn, I've been painting either. Okay. <laughs> uh is this are we doing like this is the worst interview i've ever done <laughs> you are not we're doing like a vogue 72 questions with paul <laughs> you're supposed to make really terse answers to every single one of them that is, is that a reference people are gonna get i, I, I don't know I the if one you're big showed, in the youtube sphere yeah i was gonna say did i show you vogue because i show that to a lot of people no, they watch it I, I just got the i got the recommendation from the algorithm it's so bad it's the creepiest yeah. version of an interview ever like just the cadence and the style of speaking is like incredibly off-putting it feels like it's supposed to be the start of like an indie horror movie <laughs> with the way that they film it <laughs> it's very blair witch adrian if you were gonna like we've talked about horror movies a good bit in relation to like what you like do you have like a concept like that you're like oh this would make a good horror movie if somebody made it like i remember once in high school when the one about the like little girls who got lost it was like called mama or something oh yeah yeah. and they got lost in the woods i remember you think like that's a like i don't know you it was before you thought you're like i don't know if it's gonna be good but i know the idea sounds like great do you have like one of those in your head where it's like It'd be up to the execution, but you know the idea is a good starting point for a good horror movie. Uh, you know, you think that would be one of those things where, like, I would have that written down in my notes somewhere. But no. Uh, no. Okay. No. No. I, I let the, uh, I think it's it's hard because I think some of the movies I like the best, If I can very quickly go into uh, Media Roundup really quick. I watched the movie Vivarium, for example. Uh, it's kind of like Eraserhead, which we watched together, where it's just like a display of how uh, scary, really normal things can be. And in that sense, having the idea of like, huh, wouldn't it be crazy if a movie was about how scary being a father is? 
Like that's 100% execution. I, I'm not going to write that idea down. It's kind of, uh, it's crazy how good, I mean, I don't, it, it didn't hit me that hard, but it's crazy how long of a lifespan the, uh, what, what's the movie about the purge series seems to have oh, with yeah. people just but like the number of people who love that idea and write fan fiction about it or like want to keep the series going like that hook really caught people's attention and they really liked it yeah i mean they really uh i can't i think i don't know if i've watched all of them to be honest but the way that they tried to like uh make the fourth one interesting by making it a race relations purge <laughs> was uh you know that 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 idea's got legs it's got longevity yeah is that the same one that uh that was like election season i, I haven't watched any of them so, other yeah. than two i think so yeah. but i know one of them's purge election season I, I think it's that one yeah um did you have more in your media roundup because that's something i wanted to talk about too and let's see i finished breakfast of champions by vonnegut and that was uh really great highly recommend apparently it was one of his least well received critically but um i, I thought it was hilarious is, is this what we're doing really now fun. all right guys read shakespeare too apparently we're just talking about classics you have to read in high school no you wouldn't read breakfast of champions in high school you'd read slaughterhouse five damn it that's what i've read <laughs> yeah <laughs> now you've attacked me <laughs> um and then I think the, oh, shout out to ContraPoints coming out with a new video. Finally, it was pretty good. I definitely had some arguments with people about the JK Rowling stuff. So it's good to have someone kind of centralize those ideas. I think like a lot of stuff, the people who probably need to watch it aren't going to watch it. But, you know, it's it's even if you agree with her already, it's good to have someone who's better at organizing those thoughts together and making a point. Um, and then I've already mentioned before, but Joey Venucci, um, lead singer of From Indian Lakes, released his full solo album. And it's great. Really enjoyed it. Uh, found in the smoke obviously i'm biased because i like his other music a whole lot but it's just a very stripped back album with some really cool synth elements and i highly recommend it's like 30 minutes i watched the movie white tiger on netflix and it wasn't very good but i had a lot to say about it which is it was like a movie with a good message but it had like this really sloppy narrative it was like one of those movies that a flash forward inside of a flashback and that was like the entire movie. It was like too many layers deep of narrative. And mm. also the flashback with him writing a letter to somebody. And then it also had like a really grating narration across the whole thing of the letter he's writing in the in the future. It was like tonally really weird. It was a comedy, but also a cutting critique of Indian society. It was like this, the setup of the movie was kind of like, what if slumdog millionaire is too positive about people's like about people's chances in india and this is like a mm. negative pessimistic version of the story of somebody rising up from poverty in india it, it did have like this kill your master storyline which basically conceptually is bit most of what i can give the movie credit for being good at hey killer mike approves uh, it repurposed a bunch of good songs poorly, which I know is something that annoys Adrian. Uh, it had like one of those mm. soundtracks that was definitely somebody's iPod playlist. It had really poor pacing where it felt like a lot of the middle was just the middle part of the movie was the same thing happening over and over. And they kept playing the middle by Jimmy Eats World. So I enjoyed that part of it. <laughs> the part of it that was enjoyable was that it was kind of mocking the idea of a rags to riches story by just bit making it really stupid and silly. And showing how everybody involved is a shitty person in a lot of those stories. Who's the... I feel like that guy was on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang, but that feels weird. Was it, Who's the writer and director? Is there any way it's uh, the guy who works with Aziz Ansari on Master of None? I don't think so, right? Uh, Raman Bharani? No, yeah. I'm thinking of a different Story by Arvind Adiga? He also had something with Tiger in the title, and uh, that was the bit from uh, Life of Pi? Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, okay. 
no, <laughs> it was one that came out recently. I, I should have realized it was a different thing because it was also like a King? family drama. That that was the bit on Comedy Bang Bang is he kept thinking that it was Tiger King. And then oh, also of uh, for all the uh, Taylor heads out there, uh, listen to uh... Taylor Gang. Wiz Khalifa got more stuff out. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Not any more yeah. t- Ty Dollar Sign. No Taylor Gang. Yeah. Um, podcast to Burn by my friend Rachel. Uh, it's a funny podcast. Uh, yes. About Taylor Swift. Uh, they review all of Taylor Swift's columns. <laughs> columns. <laughs> they review all of Taylor Swift's albums. And they had a really good episode reviewing Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. It was really funny. So, podcast to burn. Do they do media roundups on that show, or should we not expect a reciprocal? They don't do media uh, roundups. <laughs> should we Should we cut this if they don't agree to plug this show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Um, oh, and then I watched uh, Winter Sleep, which is an awesome movie. Uh, really high marks. I'm not going to give a breakdown of the plot. It's set in Turkey. It's kind of a slow movie. Um, it's a slow, thoughtful movie. So if you like that type of thing, check out uh, Winter Sleep. And if you don't, check out Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. Ooh, that's also a good one. You want to get to the theme, buddy? All right, cool. Yeah. All right, let's get to the theme. All right. Marketing. Marketing. Something that Paul and I are both masters of yeah we're uh hit us up if you need anybody to do any marketing for you me and adrian are we've we've made an ad we have um and i know they do give out awards for ads right and i think we're up for at least a few where we should be yeah and if we're not we'll make up like phony ones i don't think anybody knows the awards for ads so we can we can just make up a website and give ourselves the award yeah so next week uh, if you guys tune into the super bowl around halftime you'll see it it's uh pretty good um just like a little 30 second spot <laughs> wait is the super bowl actually next week i think it is yeah. oh that's crazy um wait w- will it be next week after this comes out or will it be two weeks prior when this comes out oh never mind ignore the fourth wall break <laughs> <laughs> a week ago while you were watching the super bowl you probably saw our ad <laughs> yeah it's the uh it's the one with uh all the horses and uh although <laughs> all the uh what are they called clydesdales all the clydesdales yeah we, we, it was like it was one of those ads that was hard to parse but it was definitely a big fact no cap ad if you paid attention closely yeah it is crazy that we were able to get jk simmons to reprise his role as the yellow m&m for our ad i can't what are the other classic ads i can't even remember them anymore it's usually like doritos and then there was always a GoDaddy one oh that's actually a story have you seen that they've rebranded no are they no longer hot girls yeah, no, now they're just, like, plain old, straightforward, like, make your website with GoDaddy or something. One time in high school, we, in my marketing class in high school, uh, over at the tech center, which was the, like, place where you could take uh, technical classes attached to our high mm-hmm. school, one of our assignments was after the Super Bowl to go through and, like, like review the ads that, <laughs> which, by the way, such bullshit, but okay, we won't talk about that. That yeah. aired at the Super Bowl, so we all get on the computers in the like side of the classroom. We go to the uh, website where it's like at the time there was some website that you could watch all this Super Bowl ads on the day after, and one kid in the class just goes straight like I like I can hear it because we all have our audio on. He goes straight to the GoDaddy commercial and watches it over and over the whole period, <laughs> <laughs> the whole block. He just spends watching the GoDaddy ad just on That's repeat. Super funny. I was just like, this. Just like, it's homework. Just like, 
I, you know, it's like, it's like the idea of when some people go like, I don't get going to a strip club. Like you're just giving yourself blue balls. You're paying to give yourself blue balls. And it's like that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. even weirder and more. No, that kid definitely came in class. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I don't think he was blue balling it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's hilarious. Um, I think that's the other thing that I remember is I can't remember who it was. It might've been like a Burt Kreischer or one of those people, but back in the old days of Daniel Tosh's show, he had someone uh, do like a, a redemption from the internet where like the big thing about him is that he was a, a rather old, not old, but old by society standard. He was like a mid twenties, early thirties dude who was a, a virgin. And the comedian who was on with him during his like little interview made a joke about like, so what do you like come to go daddy commercials? <laughs> it's just such a salient thing at that time, which like around 2012, that like, it was just so weird that these commercials existed. <laughs> yeah. The other one was, uh, I mean, we're talking about marketing and what sells anything better than sex. Like, uh, Hardy's commercials. Remember those? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like a dripping sauce. Which, by the way, did not make the burgers look good. It made the burgers look way too wet. Um, but yeah, I guess that yeah. wasn't the point. <laughs> and they, like, take out the pineapple ring and it's, like, dripping on them. Yeah, it's like, I don't want my burger to it's make so my sticky. shirt. <laughs> ruin my shirt. I don't want to have to be in a bikini to eat my burger. <laughs> I don't have to be hosed down after I eat my burger. That's feasibly the only way to eat a Hardee's burger. That's why they have to hire those models. For, um, for people who are confused, I think Hardee's is known as uh, Carl's Jr. Up north. Oh, yeah, for all my West Coast fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then famously, Paul's favorite commercials are the Geico commercials with the cavemen. Oh, no, I like the eyeballs on top of the muddy stack. You know that. No, what's that one? That's also a Geico commercial. No, I like the green uh. lizard. Mm, the British lizard. Oh yeah, he was British. That's a thirty rock. British. That's a thirty rock joke where they're like getting pissed about how many, uh, how many uh, representatives Geico has. <laughs> like, how? Many... <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> they actually have a pretty good marketing department. I'll, I'll give it up to them. Uh, and it's weird that, like, I, I think I mentioned this to Paul Offpod that um, we do have someone who in our life who has a minor in marketing <laughs> from university. Oh yeah, and that's Phil. <laughs> he's never given me any insight into marketing and i've never asked for his insight but um an interesting thing to get a degree in i feel like i would feel very soulless getting a degree in marketing yeah fuck you phil well he minored in it his major was in theater oh okay good actually it might have been the other way around i guess those do kind of go to better, together they're both about lying to people damn <laughs> it's, they're both about lying to people and pretending it's art yeah i said it actors are liars what about when you play yourself in a movie oh no that's the one truthful way to be an actor all right uh who would that be joe rogan no who's done that not joe rogan uh seth rogan <laughs> he basically plays himself in every movie yeah character actors now they're problematic let's talk about that no <laughs> okay marketing <laughs> yeah so we made that we, we we put out an ad on spotify we recorded an audio ad of me and adrian having a good time yucking it up and if you're if you don't pay for spotify because you're a poor bitch should i insult all the people who are now listening to this podcast because of yeah, our should, ad yeah so if you don't pay for spotify because you're a poor bitch you might have heard that ad of me and adrian pitching this podcast and if you did welcome <laughs> yeah we love you we cherish you and we respect you most importantly make yourself at home take your shoes off get a snack you're in for a wild ride it doesn't get better than this um yeah so you know, uh, Paul and I didn't put much thought into the ad. We, we kind of just went with our instincts. Yeah. I think, you know, for a podcast like this, we're not going to try and do like a viral marketing campaign. <laughs> uh, we weren't trying to do anything like that. 
Which we should. Should we start recording the video of us doing this podcast and then have it be like like our kid walks in on the background and that goes viral because it's like, ooh, what a goofy mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then your uh, girlfriend comes in to get the kid out and they assume it's your maid and that becomes a whole other controversy on top of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened to somebody or something like that. Yeah, it was, someone on the, it was a BBC presenter or reporter or whatever. Ugh. I think his wife was... I don't think she was black. I think she was Asian. And so people thought he, she was like the help, which, man, oh, man. Did they Brits. not notice that the kid was half Asian? <laughs> Paul, do you want to talk at all about, is there an ad that like really sits clearly in your mind as like, oh, yeah, that worked on me. Like immediately after I saw that I wanted whatever the product was. I'm not sure about that. Uh, let me think about it. But I do know that jingles work on me. I will. I'm like one mm. of those people that no matter how bad a jingle is, as long as it's like kind of short and snappy, like. The best part of waking up is Folgers in you. We can't use all 20 seconds of that, but. <laughs> Call 1-800-THE-GENERAL now. Call 1-800-THE-GENERAL now. The best car insurance rates in town. Call 1-800-GENERAL now. Yeah, I like how the way that you do that makes it sound like it's not musical at all. <laughs> it just it's sounds not. Like you Have you not heard it? It is like yelling. It's not like a musical oh, jingle. Wait, yeah, it is. What is what? For great rates you can get online, call for the general and save some time. Great low rate you can get online, go to the general and save some time. That's like their musical like actual... one, but they have another one that's like just yelling at you. They just yelling? It's the one by Death Grips that they brought in. <laughs> MC Ride comes in with Shaquille O'Neal. Maybe I'm mixing two of them. But I swear one of them is just like, not the whole jingle. It's just call 1-800-THE-GENERAL now. It's just like they're kind of screaming at you. And that's the one that stuck with you? Yeah. <laughs> so just like blatant commands <laughs> what Paul likes. That's what really works on Paul. Well, as is canon on this uh, podcast, um, I'm a big food lover. I think a lot of food ads work on me pretty effectively. <laughs> uh, you know, I see a, a stuffed uh, a stuffed crust pizza-less pizza ad from uh, Pizza Hut, and I'm pretty convinced. You know, how do you... Like, kind of a Bill Hicks thing about, mm. like, how much, like, marketing and advertisers are, like, the bane of society and the most evil people ever. I always thought that was mm. kind of stupid. I never really felt that upset at marketing or advertising because it feels pretty inevitable. <laughs> I never felt like they were as pernicious as people. Like, they're just such bigger problems and such, like, there's things out there yeah. that are really horrible. And it's just, like, this idea that people are so moronic that they can't, like... That the temptations of advertising are too much. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about the fact that I, I do think it's like a, a kind of sickening thing to do and be a part of. I think that's kind of what I was alluding to, but in a softer way when I said like a marketing degree to me, it feels like I would just learn about stuff about how to manipulate people that I think is really gross. Like I remember hearing from a, a friend who was taking like a professional development class when they told me like, oh, I learned this thing about how if you're at a party never go into a group of even numbered people because then it like splits it has the potential to split the group into two groups and you want to keep everybody together and i was like that's just such a weird and gross thing to like have in your head when you're like making decisions about being social i don't know it just grosses me out I and, and marketing feels like it's just like a set of rules to do stuff like that i guess i don't know i it just sometimes it gets talked about in this way that it's like people feel like to me at least that they're they're that they're accusing marketing of being black magic and it's like mm. i don't know it, it's a little bit i think it's less effective than people think it is and i think people think it's effective because they've bought into this like kind of cyclical hype where we've really overvalued marketing 
Maybe. I think maybe the issue is not the black magic of it, but the fact that it's more scientific than I think people realize. Like, I think there is I think it's, probably, like... I think it might be more scientific in its application, but I think it might be less scientific in its results than you assume. And I think people mm. think it's black magic and its ability to convince people to do things, but it's really just not. I think a lot of it is a marketplace propelled by by its own will to exist. I feel like people are really overpaying for advertising in a lot of cases. I, th- there's a pretty interesting yeah, article probably. you can read about uh, about Uber and them cutting their online marketing budget by like uh, overall like 80%, 100% in a lot of different sectors like click-through ads and things like that. And it had almost 0% impact on their like their new user metrics. Can I can I do a can I do make two points? Yeah, go for it. One, I think Uber is a special case because that's almost like a Kleenex situation where I think they probably did it after the point where people said I'm going to get an Uber even if they were going to get a Lyft. Like it, they already had such like a, a dominance in like the cultural understanding of what the service was that like they were mm-hmm. at that point. I think the second thing is also I don't know how effective necessarily the metrics are of like I'm going to get you to buy this product. But I think the general idea of marketing, putting out a tone in a society of consumerism and that being a way to make yourself happy, I think was super effective for a long time. So not even just like product, you need to buy this, but like the idea behind uh, just like the collective market of like, we have these goods in excess and you should buy them because it'll improve your life or make you, I don't know, happier in whatever way. I don't disagree with that. But our ad doesn't do that. No. Our ad just tells you to listen to a fun little show called Big Facts, No Cap. <laughs> our ad is good. <laughs> our app is not telling you that our podcast will bring you uh, anything more than just a little bit of entertainment. But anyway, one of the things I was going to mention, so usually I'm not too negative on ads or I'm not, I don't really consider them like this really dark spot mm-hmm. on our society. But I do remember the most disgusting ad I've ever seen that was really viscerally upsetting to me was when they got Grant Imahara of mythbusters fame of mythbusters fame to do when mcdonald's paid him to do a video that wasn't a mythbuster thing it wasn't related to mythbusters but it was him busting a nut it was him busting a nut <laughs> it was him it was him proving wrong the myths about mcdonald's factory sanitation Uh, and it was him going to a mcdonald's factory and it was like them taking him on a tour and he was like wow so the pink slime really doesn't exist mcdonald's factories are really super clean it's a myth that they're dirty like clearly Mm. trying to use his like uh his position as like a myth buster to push oh everybody's so negative about mcdonald's health food safety for no reason it's really so clean that must be a myth and it's just like they shouldn't have like you should have had like how soulless do you have to be to take that paycheck yeah 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 (laughs) you know people trust you because you were on a show about like how to use the scientific method to prove or disprove myths whether or not you were actually using the method well it did give you like a certain trustability and for you to then take a paycheck to go defend mcdonald's just felt like such a gross yeah yeah (laughs) Like, you should have known better than to take that job. Like, when Bill Nye was doing all the Prop 22 ads. Was he really? No. Oh. <laughs> that was the quickest thing I'd come up with on the fly. Yeah, is that is that your favorite uh, is that your favorite sellout commercial? <laughs> yeah, it, it was the most upsetting to me when I saw it. Yeah. 
I don't think I, I don't think I copped that one, but it, well, it wasn't a commercial. It was like on McDonald's YouTube, but I, I it was an advertisement. Mm, which you do subscribe to? <laughs> I actually saw it pop up, and I was like, Grandy Mahara on the McDonald's commercial recommended. What is this about? And I'm sure they paid to get it recommended to everybody on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's marketing, even if it's not like an ad pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like that was an interesting example to bring up because I think that is exactly like the kind of dangerous way to use marketing in like a really cynical way (laughs) i mean i know marketing Um, is often cynical and i don't disagree with the what you were saying i think i just disagree with in the idea of how much the way it's presented i I disagree with the level of impact some people really overblow the impact i think people like bill hicks talking about just like how they want marketing people to commit suicide and his super like it, it seemed like he thought if you got rid of like marketing people the world would be a good place by default. oh yeah it's like, clearly like a symptom of like a, a greater economic issue by the way if anyone here is in marketing or advertising <laughs> kill yourself no joke here really seriously kill yourself you are no rationalization for what you do you are satan's little helpers <laughs> kill yourself kill yourself kill yourself now there's no fucking joke suck a tailpipe hang yourself Borrow a pistol from an NRA buddy. Do something. Rid the world of your evil fucking presence. Okay. It never really struck me as the driving cause of society's ills in that sort of way. I really want to go back to the uh, best sellout advertisement because I feel like there's probably some really good examples of those that are pretty funny. I mean, I already referenced Shaquille O'Neal for some reason being on the general, but I don't think that's selling out. That's just him needing some a little extra cash. No, yeah, that's tight. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Well, that one doesn't Are, upset me at all, and I don't know why. Yeah. It's just there's something like so joyful does. about it. <laughs> I love that they picked the largest man in the world to be with the mascot that's the littlest general in the world. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that Vince Staples ad campaign? Oh, for Sprite? Yeah, where like he just mentioned it in a song, and they have to bleep out like the beginning of the line every time they use it because it's "bitch, you ju- thirsty, please grab a sprite." He didn't even just mention it in a song; he talked about it all the time on Twitter, requesting that they hire him to do an ad. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I didn't know the backstory behind to be that. Like I literally a thought, thought he just joke. He would always like in interviews and shit be like, "Sprite, hit me up, I'll do an ad for you." <laughs> oh shit! Maybe we need to be more aggressive like that then, because uh... we have been. Poor Jackrabbit's been inundated by requests to hire us i I think it's it's hard to ask a small business right now we really need to go corporate (laughs) yeah yeah i just remember seeing that commercial and they used that line a few times and they would always bleep out the beginning i was like that's just maybe make have them record another song with a sprite line in it maybe (laughs) uh undies. uh hit us up we'll we'll run ads for you no 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 no. i want some free food let's do uh let's do apron blue apron we'll do both of them you know We'll eat and we'll shit our pants. We'll eat it or shit our pants. <laughs> we'll be able to advertise both. And for any because advertisers... Because silver microfibers. For any advertisers potentially listening to this show, we are not above doing a whole episode themed around your product. We will sell out immediately. We will sell our audience for a penny. Can you imagine how fun that Shark VPN <laughs> themed episode would be? <laughs> We have to find advice columns that we can only do if we switch our VPN to a different country for access. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Lord VPN or Express VPN or Shark VPN or whichever one is currently uh, being advertised by YouTubers. And we'll be one up. of those people that tells lies like, oh, the, the two-way encryption helps stop man-in-the-middle attacks, even though nowadays it's like any website with uh ssl certificate is going to do just as much mm. encryption to stop a man in the middle attack we won't bring that up we will lie to make your product sound better than it is 
Did I tell you that because I have a Google account that is uh, linked with an old phone number that I don't have anymore, uh, I lost access to a, a Google account that I really need. <laughs> oh, it's, really? It's, it's the one that's linked to my Google Scholar, so it's how I update what papers of mine are out, uh, and I lost access to that. Is this, uh, like, the so, type of thing uh, where you can, like, call Google and show them, like, or, like, email them a picture of, like, your ID or something? I sent something? them so many dick pics, and they did not <laughs> respond. <laughs> you were like, name one other person who has a dick like this that's not me <laughs> uh, no no yeah they, they basically just said like create a new account like there's no way for us to verify that this is yours since i had to create a now now i just have two google scholar profiles so i don't know if it's a huge deal but can, it's a little annoying what's uh as far as google scholar goes can you ask them to connect those two like accounts or something or give you no i think the issue is that they just 100 percent are going by we don't we, we have no way to verify that you have any connection to this account so we're not gonna let you do anything with it this feels like something they should be able to fix big facts nation can you can, can one of you who works at google uh, help us out here um but there was another better point that i wanted to make about what you were saying no i think i was just gonna do a bit about um learning how to fuck good from skillshare so never mind <laughs> i think the audience is uh yeah, they're waiting for that one. They want you to workshop it before the next episode. Okay, okay. This episode sponsored by Skillshare. I know you guys want to know what I'm learning about right now. I'm taking the uh, fucking class. <laughs> <laughs> Who would teach that did you class? Not, did you guys know girls had another hole below the belly button? This is a type of good shit I'm learning from Skillshare. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get to the articles? Do we have much more to discuss about marketing? <laughs> I think uh, one, one, one memory that I'll bring up is that on TBS... There was like one or two years where they had a program that like showed off the funniest uh, ads from around the world. And the one thing I learned from watching that is that uh, you can get away with a lot more nudity and sex stuff in other countries for ads. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's the, the, the every couple of years, there's another ad that comes out of East Asia that's horribly racist for detergent where like a black yeah, man yeah, falls yeah. into like a washer dryer and comes out white. And then... Also, I think, like, what country is it? A Southeast Asian country that has, like, it's famous for having, like, these life insurance commercials that tug at everybody's heartstrings. It's like... I do not know about that one. Uh, yeah, there's one country that has, like, these 10-minute long life insurance commercials that'll, like, make you cry. They're, like, these beautiful... Like, they're, like, the first 10 minutes of Up. They're just, like, these little beautiful vignettes. And then they're, like, buy our life insurance. Damn. See, that seems worth the money to hire a marketer and a director to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Is that how we should advertise Big Facts No Cap with, like, a tearjerker? I think we should do what I mentioned in another episode, which is, like, shows like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon that were just ways to advertise the toys and the games. Mm. We we should have a Big Facts No Cap Adult Swim TV show <laughs> that is just us marketing Big Facts No Cap. Hit us up, Adult Swim. All right. You want to get in the articles? Mm -hmm. You want to go first or second? I'll go first. In recent years, a lot of people talking about marketing. What's a big buzzword we hear a lot nowadays? Personal brand. It's all about ah, yes. self-marketing. It's about marketing yourself. Mm. It's about celebrities marketing a brand that is mm -hmm. their identity to the public. It's it's become one of those things that slowly worked its way down from like a macro level, like these big celebrities with millions and millions of followers, to when I joined my company in, in our like intro seminars about like being an employee, it was like all about our personal brands as employees and how we want our coworkers to think about us. It was like part of our yes. training. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting bullshit. But it's one of those things that's worked its way down to like everyday living to the point where I'm pretty sure people talk about personal brand in relation to like friendships at this point. All of us nowadays, most people who are single at least, we all have an advertisement up on the internet, right? 
we have a page dedicated to making us look good to strangers that we want to fuck. They're called dating profiles. And so that's why for this episode on marketing, I brought in a guardian advice column, a column by somebody who goes by just Eva. And what a, what a very good succinct intro to this. To this. And it is Ask Eva, and it is the swipe right advice column on theguardian.com. So for this specific one, I thought it would be a fun one for us to do because it's kind of three separate questions. Basically, a bunch of Eva's writers asked in to say, my dating profile, me marketing myself to the world, is it good or is it bad? And they sent in their dating profiles for her to judge. So this is a pretty, you know, Adrian, do you have it to pull up? Should I message it to you? I thought we could look through and see if we picked out the same things that Eva picks out in these people's dating profiles sounds all right yeah that sounds dope all right um you want to do just the first two the third one's like a whole it's tinder and then the second one i don't know what it's from it looks like some sort of generic site and then the third one looks like okay cupid Mm. so that's why the third one is quite long all right the first one is a tinder it's a tinder profile and it's a man in his early 40s and he is wearing, I wish they included all the pictures from their profile, but he just included one. He's wearing a suit and holding a glass of white wine. And he's wearing one of those, I mean, he's in his 40s, so this probably isn't too big a deal. But he's wearing a massively wide tie, like way wider than anybody yeah, yeah. our age would wear. Once Paul, again, can I stop you real quick? Yeah, go for it. I can't help but notice the most viewed articles on the side in the Jared Kushner nominated for Nobel Peace Prize article. (laughs) Can we we just uh, just acknowledge that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, he fixed the Middle East, right? Yeah, 100%. All it needed was a little elbow grease. (laughs) The cushion. It's like that joke from The Simpsons where uh, the doll goes crazy and at the end the guy's like, that's your problem. Someone set this doll to evil. (laughs) He just went in and was like, this is your problem. Someone sent this to complicated. (laughs) I'm shocked that they can include him in The Guardian because you would think like a British person seeing Jared Kushner would be freaked out from thinking that like Moriarty had come to life in some sort of night at the museum (laughs) type scenario. I I wouldn't think that they would like him on their website. (laughs) Okay, so 43 year old man's Tinder profile who's wearing a kind of- He's less than a kilometer away from us. An old school wide suit and his about says, I must be doing this all wrong. Clearly a set of Putin-esque photos, bare chested and petting tigers is what you discerning ladies are after or does someone want to prove me wrong question mark so that's his bio adrian yes or no is is this a good poster to advertise himself to i I got a i got a few notes off the bat one i like the um it it, it happens everywhere like tim pool did this in an interview where he said like i'm still single and obviously i'm not the problem I think his uh, bio has a bit of that energy. It has very strong, like, when a comedian bombs and they're like, well, the audience just didn't get me mm. uh, energy. I, I don't like when you people start off with that. It feels kind of overly defensive and... Okay, good. Like, I was worried you were going to say you liked it because I was going to say I hate that bio. <laughs> no, I absolutely hate that bio. Yeah, I think it makes you come off sounding weirdly jaded and weird. I also... Um, the- I don't like going meta with it. It's like disliking something is not a personality insulting people mm. with bare chested photos and petting hey, tigers somebody tell paul that <laughs> no th- that's funny that's good comedy but the problem is that's not how you tr- like try to talk to girls like you have to you have to say what you're actually interested in and what you like mm-hmm. when you're trying to get to know someone it's funny to make fun of things but that's 
after you've already created a connection based off something else. Like it, that's a good observation. Mm. It is, it is douchey when guys girls do be liking Putin. Yeah, yeah. It's a good observation. It is douchey when people have shirtless photos up, but like that, that doesn't say anything about you to say that you think that's douchey. You got to go with something proactive. My other comment, um, and you know, I don't. And I don't know if this is good advice because it comes from what I assume is no longer looked upon as a uh, appropriate book to read, but Aziz Ansari's Modern Love. Um, he specifically has a part in there about your profile pictures. And for both men and women, the, uh, the, the research showed that having a picture of you drinking was unattractive to other people. Yes, I think more so for women, but uh, yeah, for both for any gender yeah i don't think it's a great picture but i i'll give it the leeway of he's older and i think maybe just showing that like i don't know he's at a wedding it looks like and he's drinking a glass of white wine i think maybe it just shows like it looks like an uh, it looks yeah. like a fun spritzer i mean i like the i like that um i mean it, it would have been better if he took a picture of him with his dog i, I think, think first and foremost i think for people our age it does sometimes come off uncomfortable when there's a photo where they're dressed too formally because it's like i know that's just like you at your sibling's wedding the one time a year you actually dress up in a three-piece suit uh, but that's maybe the best for, that you I, uh don't deserve them at if you can't if you can't handle their worst <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like maybe for somebody in their 40s it's a little bit more like oh this is how he dresses to work every day because he works you know at an mm. old school company that they actually dress like that daily yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he dresses to go to Arby's every day. <laughs> One of those old men that dresses up in a three-piece suit to, yeah. sit, on his, <laughs> to sit on his front porch and drink a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to the next one since this is kind of a three-parter. You kind of... Oh, are we not going to... We're not going to go ahead and compare answer? Oh, you're yeah, yeah. I was about to read it. Oh, gotcha. All right. My bad. You kind of are doing it wrong. Tinder gives you a limited real estate to make a case for yourself as a potential suitor. Your photo shows a handsome man, but joking about bare-chested tigers stroking photos is now a joke almost as old as joking about bathroom selfies. I'm not saying you have to be earnest. Adrian, help me out here, bro. Insouciant is good, but original is important. If you want to meet some women who are interested and interested in you, be bold enough to add a real sentence about yourself. 100 percent agree that's how i felt too i agree and it also seems like ava's down to smash she called him handsome okay is it just me or does the picture not show up for profile two it, it, i don't think they sent in a picture they probably just gotcha, wanted okay. them to review the uh the bio About me all right so for yeah for the second one it's a woman in her late 20s and I know Adrian wanted to ogle her and use his male gaze to to be anti-feminist against her, but it actually doesn't come with a picture, so he's just going to have to put up with that. It's just a bio. It's an about no, it's okay. I just copy and pasted a GoDaddy gif on to where it should have been a picture. <laughs> it's, it's just about me section to some undescribed uh, site, which is kind of like, not sketchy, but it's kind of lame because it's like, what what app or site it is is actually kind of important to whether or not this is good energy in the bio but we'll have to yeah what is this grinder or is this like the back of a book jacket i can't tell <laughs> is this in a newspaper is this <laughs> about me i would define myself as an artist in a free spirit i'm experienced artiste i would define myself as an artiste in free spirit i'm extremely passionate about all forms of arts and enjoy writing stories, poems, and songs, paintings, drawing, and designing. When I'm not creating something, I like going to the theater, reading, jogging, traveling, watching films, listening to music, and visiting museums. Already these lists are a little too long. 
I'm very yeah, that was my immediate note. Yeah. I'm very open to new experiences and always eager to explore the world. I have a tendency to go on spontaneous trips and to binge watch theater plays, for example. However, I also strive to be friendly, compassionate, and kind. Oh, three synonyms, good. Tolerance and respect are extremely important for me. I have eclectic taste in food, music, books, films, etc. <laughs> There's more than just food, music, books, films, Adrian, if you're wondering. There's more there. I can find mm. something valuable in everything. If you meet me, many surprises are waiting for you. Smiley face emoji con. <laughs> That's is it just me or does that, does that sound dirty? In terms of who I'm looking for, I'd like to meet someone who's charismatic, confident, and as passionate about something as I am about art. It doesn't have to be related to arts, but I only reply to messages that mention what your passion is. This way, I'll know you have read my profile. Ooh. Always good to put one of those in the profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, go back and read the first letter of every sentence and decode the secret to to get a date with me. You know, this is like one of those things where other than the notes I made while reading it about like tightening up the lists and stuff, I wouldn't message this person, but I don't know if it's necessarily a bad profile. Just somebody that I would know is not right for me. I don't know where how you feel about about this one, Adrian. Yeah, it, it reminds me of um on the on the grad student listserv that I'm a part of. Whenever people like send out a, uh, I need a room to stay in. Here's what I'm like, and people just list off too much stuff. It's like I that's not what you do in one like I just need to know what you're gonna be like day to day. I don't need to know <laughs> everything you've ever done: walking, hiking, jogging, mountaineering, <laughs> snoo- snowshoeing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. The lists are too long, and that I find that off putting. And it just, she seems kind of insufferable. Yeah, no, she seems incredibly annoying. But like I said, I don't know if it means that it's a bad profile. It might be fine to find another insufferable person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I I don't think it necessarily means she needs to change the profile. I just know that I would not get along with this person. I think it's another thing where, um, hold on, let me see. Late 20s. Ah, That seems too young for me for this kind of like profile. Like, I know. I feel like. To me, it's, I would respond with, like, I'm really passionate about Cheez-Its. What up? <laughs> well, this was from 2015, so this person is 35 mm. now, potentially. That doesn't affect how old she was when she wrote this. No, but I don't know you, why you would pick that up. Well, you know what I mean, because it's like, people acted differently in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> in the olden times? 2015. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It just this person strikes me as someone who doesn't have like funny gifts to send you during a conversation and that upsets me. <laughs> I think this person strikes me as being incredibly self-serious and they need to find mm. another self-serious person. Yeah, yeah. They they need somebody who's going to constantly compliment them and never lightly tease them because they would immediately get <laughs> super sensitive about like they think they're very cool. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And I just get that from, like, I I don't know. It's just, like, this really broad way of describing themselves as loving the arts and then listing every potential art possible. And it's, like, it, it's just it's such a broad way to define yourself. And it's, like, yeah, we all love arts and beautiful things, but can you be a little bit more, like, you know, what? what I don't know, just, like, specific about one thing, but also not so, like, I'm an expert on all arts. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, I have eclectic uh, taste in food, music, books, and film. It's just a little too much. Hey, oy, yeah, I wonder it's what, a little too uh, much over here. With these. <laughs> Oy, they will be here with this person. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what Ava has to say about her take on this. Because I wonder if a, if another woman has a different idea of whether or not this sounds like a good or bad a- approach to 
a profile. All right. You want me to read it? No. No, Adrian, I'll give you the chance to read this one. Oh, fuck. Okay. I didn't think my joke answer was going to make me do that. <laughs> you describe yourself as a passionate person and list a wide range of interests, but you don't sound that passionate. Hey, I can understand why internet dating tends to evoke exhaustion rather than passion until you hit on the right person. But as every creative writing professor says, you need to show, not tell. Add in some specifics which will help to differentiate you from all other people who enjoy doing nice things. You say you have a tendency to go on spontaneous trips. Where was the last destination? You say you like to binge watch plays. Which have you seen back to back? It might even make you feel confident enough to cut out the disclaimer about the kind of messages that you won't entertain. Trust me, this is a surefire way to make people pass. No one likes to be scolded. Ooh, very good answer. We're not misogynist. (laughs) Yeah, no, I actually, that answer by Ava makes me like, I I now kind of trust Ava as an authority on this because I think she dug down to kind of what me and you noticed, but actually dug down into exactly what we were noticing that we didn't verbalize as well as she did, which is give the examples. Um, I I think Mm -hmm. we were both upset by the vagueness, but we didn't come in with the solution like Ava did about yeah give the example that would make all, all those things seem less less vague and it would make them all seem more real if she just mentioned oh i like to watch plays back to back who who and you know like mentioned the three plays that she likes to watch back to back it would make it seem Hamilton, more real grease rent because <laughs> she likes eclectic stuff you know and i think that was really good advice damn ava shout out to you all right, and I think you were right. Let's skip the third one. I'm scrolling through and I don't see anything particularly hilarious about it. Oh, wait, he's a quanti- He's a postdoctoral researcher working on quantum gravity. That's cool. He's also looking pe- for people age 18 to 40, <laughs> which... Nice. <laughs> he's looking for casual sex. Really? Where does it mention that? For new friends, long-term dating, short-term dating, casual sex. The bullet pl- uh, list right after ages. Ooh, and he's six feet tall. And vegan and athletic. Mm. What, yeah, he's an MMA fighter. What's this guy's number? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I really don't feel like going through the whole profile. Yeah, I'm happy with that, too. All right, Paul, any final thoughts? Any any um, big facts, no cap, you want to give about general uh, setting up your profile? What what entices you? Women. What what gets you super... What, what, what Who have you super liked on these apps? Very attractive women. Uh, I never use a super like. It seems desperate. And I'm dating There's someone real, now. Super like big facts. No to cap. be very clear, so these are all distant memories. Ah, uh, yes. Distant memories of the before times. Paul wouldn't even know how to date at this point. <laughs> He'd be like a 50 year old divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's it's more about finding disqualifiers than finding things that are qualifiers. Like, uh, if you talk about your dogs too much or how much you like dogs, that's a that's a no. If you if you mention the office, that's an automatic you're out of there uh if you put conservative on your profile I'm, I'm i'm going past that uh and so it's all those things where like i look at somebody and it's like 90 percent of the way through and i'm like oh yeah and then i see like uh apolitical and i'm like Ugh, what how are you a trans person and apolitical what the fuck <laughs> get out of here <laughs> <laughs> my life is political by pure nature of existing <laughs> but i'm apolitical. but i'm also a white person so it's like eh, you know <laughs> um yeah so for me it's like those kind of like red flags of like just being boring people that i usually just try and sift through uh i told you about that time i got in an argument with my brother because he was so angry that i 
that I wouldn't keep a conversation going with somebody on a dating app that was conservative because I was like, I don't think we'd get along. Yeah, and then that was in the same breath as telling you not to put atheists in your profile because oh, people yeah. would rightly swipe on uh swipe away from you, right? Oh yeah, and then he was really upset I had atheists on my profile because high quality he was like oh, people will just swipe left on you because people think that's annoying. I was like, I don't care. The person who thinks that's annoying, I'm not going to get along with anyway. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. I'm not some I'm not some sort of don't go to church, Jesus sucks, atheist. They never really talk about it. I don't care. All right, article number two. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't have a succinct of a explanation of how this works in the theme as Paul did, but um, as a scientist, I think people under estimate how much we have to market our work and how a lot of really shitty work gets a lot of prominence because it's well marketed whereas a lot of good work goes unnoticed and this is not a rant about that because i don't really care that much about academia these days but it is a rant about how there are like really pervasive cultural ideas that we have um that kind of exist just because they like made a good news story so like i think paul and i have talked about how the whole evolutionarily we're attracted to symmetry thing is all bunk and uh, kind of not supported by the evidence anymore. It especially lets people go on morning talk show and be like, oh, this host is this attractive because we like, you know, took a picture of their face and saw how much it lined mm -hmm. up and with their 0.9 whatever attractive. It's, it makes a good conversation for like Heidi and Cassie Lee to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like that in Hoda. science where like the Hoda and yeah. Cassie Lee. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of stuff like that in science where like the marketing of a piece of research will go far beyond what it really should have gotten attention for and will become like a pervasive idea, almost like an old wives tale. And so this is kind of one of those things. And that's my connection to it is that it's a well marketed piece of research that seems to have some dubious origins. Adrian, so this is from if you tell me that dark chocolate and a glass of red wine won't lower my chance of heart disease, I'm gonna literally end this show. I, I'm never, I'm never recording with you again. Big faction of cap is over. Hey, buddy. I mean, I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> All right. Also, a little trick for the audience: I'm drinking a uh, glass of red wine right now. But what I did is I took frozen mango cubes from Trader Joe's, and I'm using it as like a little ice source, and they become really nice as a snack afterwards once they uh, defrost a little bit at the end. Mm. Okay, so this is from Ask Mr. Dad, who I've brought in before. It's Armin Brott. Uh, he's an accomplished dude. Go, go back and listen to that episode for the bio. It's a good one. Um, so I'm just going to go straight into it, though. But the article's name is Babies Listening to Mozart Great, but probably won't make them smarter. Paul, any thoughts off top? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there was a lawsuit a couple years ago about some show called Young Einsteins where they were marketing baby it. Baby Einsteins. Oh, Baby Einsteins. That's a, they were marketing it about making kids smarter. And it's actually Little Einsteins. About Tiny Einsteins. So there was that show <laughs> Tiny Einsteins. Tiny One Stones. It, it doesn't, a lot of these things don't really make your child smarter and there was no proof for it because they had used that in their marketing. There was some sort of class action. That's fun. That reminds me of uh, the whole vitamin water scandal where... Uh... When people pointed out how like it had no nutritional value, <laughs> also, they got sued for that. I wouldn't be surprised if that was something I totally heard secondhand and not true at all. <laughs> so maybe do you not have like a Google alert for Little Einstein? <laughs> I I'm not gonna Google it right now, but I vaguely heard at some point that Little Einstein was being sued. <laughs> all right, very good, very good. Question: I've got two children, ages one and three, and I've heard that it's possible to boost their IQ by exposing them to certain kinds of music. My wife says I'm crazy. Is there any possibility that she's right? Oh, shit. So I guess I misrepresented this question. The question isn't, does Mozart make your kids smarter? The question is, is his wife correct that he's crazy? 
<laughs> um, Paul, let's diagnose this also, guy. Also, I mean, me and you are usually not, like, the first, but, like, what a, like, obvious Western bias that Mozart, like, mm. the person, <laughs> like, yeah, obviously it's Mozart that makes your baby smarter because it's just, like, that smart European music. It's not, like, it's not mm. African beats. It's not. Yeah, it's not those bongo drums. <laughs> that makes your kid, that makes him a damn idiot. It's not, it's not, like, some sort of, like, Eastern throat thinking no it's it's mozart it's high class i gotta cover my kids ears whenever i get near a didgeridoo <laughs> and you know actually it's a it's a light that bounces off uh unmelanated skin that actually makes children's brains develop quicker it's like when that light <laughs> enters your cornea it's just like that's like that's like crack to developing babies brains and that's why we need representation <laughs> for white people <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, how could you not hear that and immediately realize why it was bullshit? But okay, sure. I want to tell a quick story. First of all, I think, well, we'll get to the answer later. Um, I was one time talking, or my, no, I wasn't one time talking. This was in class with my teacher, where she was talking about experiments where you play music to plants and see if it helps them grow. Mm. And she was talking about uh, like a like not an actual article, but like an experiment that someone wrote a blog about where they found that the plant with that was treated with rock music uh, did better than the ones that were played classical music. And her explanation for it was, well, obviously, because you breathe more, like you exhale more whenever the, you, you you sing rock music. And I was like, bitch, it's a playback. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're playing songs. How is that an explanation for that? <laughs> They're not doing live performances. <laughs> So shout out to my seventh grade science teacher. What? <laughs> shout out to the education that we received in Lexington, South Carolina. Yeah. So what was the point you were making? Oh. Just like another one of those like uh, yeah, yeah, experimental yeah, yeah. things that people think does something where it's like, wh what even is the mechanism that you think is like doing anything here? You the can, vibrations uh, maybe of the soil is the idea, but I don't know why the frequency of those vibrations would affect it. Then you could come up with a thing about like Mozart's the patterns of the music is what like forms you guys don't, in the brain. Don't, like, don't don't listen to Adrian's bullshit. If you play Big Facts No Cap for your baby, they will come <laughs> out a genius. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Put those headphones right on that baby bump and just hit repeat. And, okay. <laughs> All these scientists saying that like really high decibels will hurt a baby's ears. They're lying to you. Fake news. Turn that shit up. Um. Yeah. Anything? Any other? Any thoughts on this? Any other yeah, examples no. or ideas? Or I mean, I it is infuriatingly like Western and like stupid and. What what was the actual question he asked? He said, "Is my wife? Am I crazy? Does my wife think I'm crazy?" Does she have a point? Is she right? Yeah, she has a point, dude. You're kind of stupid. Yeah. Paul, what would... So besides Big Facts No Cap, what music would you play to make your kid smarter? Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I want my kids to smart. have a worldwide mindset. I guess the other thing that you've said that really hits the point at home as well is this... I'll say two things. One is the idea of boosting their IQ is also, like, thinking IQ is a good measure for how you... Mm -hmm. how well you raised your kid or that it means anything about how actually intelligent they are, how good they are at, at navigating the world. Um, but then also, uh, oh, maybe I didn't have a second point. 
<laughs> Never mind. If only your parents had played more uh, Bach. If only, man. They kept playing Ricky Martin and reggaeton. If only your parents had read Dostoevsky. If only your dad had read Dostoevsky into your mother's vagina. Maybe then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I f- I'm glad that I hesitated before saying well i think there is actually research to back that up <laughs> before you finish that uh like reading to your kids is something where there are like actual positive outcomes associated with that yeah especially when whereas this still... is literally gobbledygook <laughs> yeah obviously you have to read to them after they're born though oh i think the other point i wanted to make was about like you know you gotta be sympathetic to the fact that like a lot of people become parents before they're ready to be parents and every parent wants to do the best for their child but like don't don't be a don't be an idiot though mm-hmm. <laughs> like spend your time and resources like doing stuff that probably actually works you and know not, what like, trying to here uh, i'll be the one to say it. it's not gonna hurt his kid for him to play mozart yeah yeah uh, he you know like it's it's generally good natured at least i mean he's He's a very dumb person, but at least if we can channel it into this instead of being an anti-vaxxer, maybe, maybe we're, that's the right track to go. Good to know his wife is more reasonable. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Another thing that there's absolutely no proof for, you can smoke a pack a day while you're pregnant. Don't let... <laughs> <laughs> you can have a couple glasses of that vino and you can smoke down those Virginia Slims and they're going to be fine. All right, I can't think of anything else for you, Adrian. All right. Answer. What you're talking about is the Mozart effect, the popular idea that listening to music by Mozart would make children smarter. I don't have enough information to say for sure whether you're actually crazy, but I can tell you that while exposing your children to music is a great thing, it's in all probability not going to make them any smarter. Unfortunately, that inconvenient fact hasn't stopped all sorts of companies from asserting otherwise and from separating a lot of parents from a lot of their hard-earned money. Do you think if Mozart is supposed to make kids smarter, do you think having them listen to Salieri will make them more duplicitous? Uh, The idea behind the Mozart effect first appeared in a 1993 article in the journal Nature, which for the uninitiated is basically the best journal you could publish in. Physicist Gordon Shaw and psychologist slash musician Francis Rauscher had a group of students perform three sets of mental and spatial perception challenges. Before each set, the researchers played either 10 minutes of relaxation exercises, 10 minutes of silence, or 10 minutes of a Mozart sonata. When the students heard the Mozart music, their test scores were slightly higher. However, there are three big problems here. First, the benefit, which was very small to begin with, disappeared after a few minutes. Second, Shaw and Rauscher were testing college students, not the babies or toddlers we tend to associate with the Mozart effect. Third, other researchers who tried to replicate the study have concluded that listening to pretty much anything enjoyable, whether it's Mozart, another composer, or even a passage from a Stephen King novel, improves test scores but only among young adults, and only temporarily. Bottom line, music isn't magic. But there's no real question that it affects us, and it always has. Archaeologists have found musical instruments dating back more than 35,000 years, and every known culture in the world has some form of music. Music is also a huge part of our everyday lives. Paul? Sorry, keep going. It's just, what a stupid pivot. (laughs) Like... (laughs) There are those melodies we can't get out of our head all day, those times when you rock out in your car on the way to work, and the spontaneous bouncing and smiling your kids do when they turn on the stereo. And of course, there are the movie soundtracks that make our heart race and get you all choked up, or the classical music pieces business owners sometimes play to drive away rowdy teens. At this point in your kids' lives, they've already been listening to music for a long time, probably since before they were born, and they undoubtedly prefer some styles over others. If you haven't already done so, I strongly recommend that you expose them to as many different kinds of music as you can, some that you like, some that you don't. 
anything and everything from Bach and Mozart to Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Those four Western artists are the wide swaths of potentially existing music. So I was actually going to make that comment, so I'll go ahead and make it now since you brought it up. But that reminds me of um, the thing that I've railed against before, which is the people who I think it was a high school thing. I haven't heard anyone say it in forever, but uh, the people who were like agnostic atheists in high school who were like, whenever I have kids, I'm going to expose them to every religion and teach them about all of them and let them choose. And it's like, no, don't do that. That's stupid. Just raise them atheist. <laughs> and also 100% by every religion, you mean I'm going to teach them the three major religions and maybe a couple of like weirder ones. You're not going to actually teach them about like actual indigenous indigenous uh, ideas of uh, religion or... Adrian, it's many paths up one mountain, okay, buddy? Put some goddamn respect on his name. <laughs> you <laughs> Yahweh god allah are we not all saying the same thing xenu <laughs> um but yeah that's immediately what that struck me as is like maybe just play them the music you like and they can you know when they're older discover other music for themselves they have the agency to do that yeah i mean it doesn't seem like a bad idea to do a variety of music but like you know, if it's between that and making sure you cook, like, a really well-balanced home-cooked meal every day, like, probably do the second one, then, like, curating the perfect playlist that brings in Kanye and Taylor Swift and Bach and Mozart in perfect harmony and synergy. Like, yeah, maybe maybe concentrate on some other things, but I, I'm sure it couldn't hurt. The only restrictions should be volume, not too loud, and lyrics. If you aren't absolutely sure, listen carefully. It wasn't until I heard my daughter singing the words to a Tovlo song that I really like, Habits, that I registered that it's all about using drugs and going to sex clubs. Yeah, Dorley loves that song, and it's very obvious what it's about. <laughs> uh, I almost used that as Dorley's outro song, because I know she likes it so much. Um, to keep me high all the time. <laughs> That's the core. It wasn't until I heard my uh, daughter sing the song Laffy Taffy in full that I realized that it wasn't actually about Laffy Taffy. <laughs> Paul, do you want to do it? <laughs> Wait till somebody tells her about uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> Which every teen and every kid loves. That's yeah, always their favorite song. Uh, I've improved my screening protocols since then. Don't limit yourself or your kids to children's music. Far too much of it is condescending and dumbed down. That said, there are a lot of wonderful musicians out there making music that's ostensibly for kids, but that you'll listen to even when the kids aren't around. And that's it. Yeah, that that answer seemed all right, I guess. It was fine. You know, Armin Armin does his thing. Um doing a good job of uh I like that um I forget what his background is, but you can tell he actually read the study or at least a good breakdown of the study of like why probably it shouldn't have been uh, published in Nature in the first place, but then like the actual reason why the science was flawed. I will say unlike Eva, I didn't at any point go, "Oh, they brought up something that illuminated it in a way that I hadn't seen the issue previously." And now I feel mm -hmm. different, um, mm -hmm. which is usually the sign of like when I'm like, oh, this writer is interesting and I would want to follow or hear more from them. All right, Paul, you want to get to a third segment? I do want to get to a third segment. So we're talking about marketing today. And this third segment is probably one of the most done ideas within like the YouTube world or the content creation world, which is the Mandela effect. And I mean, I assume everybody who's listening knows what the Mandela effect is. 
in the Mandela, the guy that uh, Joe Biden spent prison time with. <laughs> yeah, that guy, <laughs> the guy who Joe Biden went to prison when he for when he visited South Africa. Look it up. Real thing Joe Biden claimed happened, and that everybody went, "No, it didn't." And he went, "Okay, you're right. No, it didn't." <laughs> it was like a one day news story before he admitted he'd been lying. Um, but it is. This weird thing online where, like, people explain their mismemory of old news stories and old books and uh, just older pieces of media by basically saying that, like, the there's parallel universes and our memory has shifted because of those parallel universes. Whatever. The details aren't important. It's a bunch of quackery and nonsense. But the example being that people thought a lot of people thought that Mandela died in jail rather than yeah, and, and, and the, people thought they remembered Mandela dying in jail in the eighties instead of when he died in the last decade. They were shocked about it and uh, and then said, "Oh, it must be because we were in a parallel universe," and then came to this universe. Um, but a lot of them, other than the Mandela one, actually concentrate on brands for some reason well i know yeah, exactly brands and media because brands are brands and media are the type of thing that kind of infiltrate your memory and you feel like you know them really well so when you misremember them you do feel a little bit shocked sometimes and a lot of people are incapable of admitting self-fault so instead they decide to live in a world where multiple parallel universes are constantly crashing into each other but it also means they're never wrong about anything. It's just that... Paul, is this third segment just an indictment of people who believe in the Mandela effect? Yeah, sorry. Am I going too much on a rant? Anyway, so I thought it would be fun to collect a bunch of these and ask Adrian what version he remembered to be true and see if Adrian has a good memory for marketing and brands. And I'm specifically going to ignore the ones that are history or reality-based and specifically go for the marketing and brands one since this is a marketing and brands episode. So, Adrian, are you ready? How, how First off, how well do you think you're going to do on this quiz? Mm, I think I'm not going to do that great. I'm not that much of a brand loyalist. Um, I think I have brand loyalty to, like, three things, and that's about it. All right. Um, so there's multiple ways I could do this. Do you want me to send you... Because a lot of people have photoshopped what they remember it being as. Do you want me to send you the photos, or do you want me to describe Ooh. it? Because that's how the audience is gonna is going to experience it to keep you on an even footing with the audience no fuck that i want to see it okay <laughs> screw the audience i want to i want to actually do well at this game okay well i didn't realize you can use it as an excuse to send me dick pics paul so never mind don't uh <laughs> we can just describe it god damn it uh okay so adrian i have sent you two pictures on gchat one is for the peanut butter brand jiffy and one is for the peanut butter brand jiff which one do you remember being the logo for the peanut butter brand that you all we all enjoyed as children? From a design standpoint, J-I-F with a red, blue, green background makes more sense. All right, you are correct. It is Jif peanut butter. There's no such thing as Jiffy peanut butter. Okay, so the next thing I've sent you is, do you want to describe the difference you see and let us know which one you think is real? No, obviously they're cartoons. So it would be Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, not T-U-N-E-S. You are wrong, buddy. It is Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. What? Yep. 
Because they started off as a band? <laughs> yep, it's like the Beatles. Um, it's B-E-A-T, and the Looney Tunes are... Yeah, so a lot of people are upset about that. They feel like history's changed. They always remember it being two O's, but it has in fact always been T-U-N-E-S. Is that why people stormed the Capitol? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, this next one is a very famous example of the uh, of the Mandela effect. In fact, I would say... It's... Is it Curious George? Oh, no, it's not. Um, uh, if, if people know anything about the Mandela effect, it's usually this is the thing they know. It is the classic Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears. We uh, all pronounced it Bernstein, but how did we spell it? That That's one that I that is basically the most famous one. And it, it is Bernstein. I know that. Yes, it is the Bernstein yeah. bears. Did you ever read that growing up? Um, Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a few of those around the house. They were good times. They were. They were fun. I like I like the, mm. those bears. So the next one is the one you actually already referenced. It is Curious George. So uh, uh-huh. should I send you the photos or do you want to go ahead and let me know what's up? It's the fact that he doesn't have a... No, wait. Is it that he doesn't have a tail? Is that what everyone misremembers? I'll send you the two pictures and you can uh, let me know which one looks more natural. Because I think there's also a thing... It's the same thing with Diddy Kong where Diddy Kong doesn't have a tail or something like that. Okay. So it's uh, Curious George looking like he's about to munch on a banana. And then Curious George with a clearly photoshopped tail. <laughs> where it looks like he's about to munch on a banana. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the he doesn't have a tail. All right. For the next one, I'm not going to send you the picture. I'm just going to ask you this. My recollection. Your recollection of this show. It is the show starring Sarah Jessica Parker with her three gal uh, pals in New York. What is that show called? So the controversy is whether or not it's sex and the city or sex in the city. And I think it's sex in the city. It's sex and the city, obviously. Because uh, the city is the fifth character. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. Now, are they not having sex in the city? They are. The, the problem is they're not honest enough to make that the name of the show. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I should re- realize that one. Okay. Adrian. So I've sent you two pictures of two different spray cleaning products, both Febreze bottles. One of them spells Febreze, F-E-B-R-E-Z-E, and one of them spells Febreze, F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. What is the correct spelling of Febreze? Are you a loyal enough brand customer to Febreze to remember the spelling? I'm not getting paid, but I I do actually like Febreze quite a bit. So this is one where I'm going to deduce my way to what I think is the right answer. Obviously, the first one looks like it should be pronounced Febreze. The second one looks more like it should be pronounced Febreze, and it looks right. But I have to imagine that's where the tension comes from. So I bet it's the one with one E. You are correct. It is the one with one E. And I think you found the trick that'll basically get you through all of these. Which is why would it be upsetting? Yeah. Why would it upset people? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. That that looks ridiculous. All right, Adrian. I sent you two more. more. It is Oscar Meyer. One of them spelled M-E-Y-E-R and the other spelled M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wasn't very loyal to Oscar Meyer. Um, that being said, I assume that the issue is that Meyer feels like it should be spelled like Meyer Lemon, but it's not. So it's Meyer as in Mayer. You are correct. It is the one spelled M-A-Y-E-R. Wow. Mm-hmm. You have really found the trick that's gonna get you through all of these on a hundred percent. How many have I gotten wrong so far? One? Uh, I do not remember. All right. <laughs> And that's how you play Mandela Effect. All right. The next one I've sent you is Skechers. One spelled S-K-E-T-C-H-E-R-S and one spelled S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S. No, I'm going to assume it's the one without a T. 
You are correct. That is the correct spelling of Skechers. Damn, right, Adrian, great, great, you great. are obsessed with brands, buddy. Next, we have Fruit Loops. One of them spelled with fruit with two O's that look like the Fruit Loop cereal and the toucan on the box. Like the two O's look like the like the little cereal pieces. And one that's Fruit Loops, F-R-U-I-T, and there's nothing special about the word fruit in the logo. Paul, where, where, where does Fruit Loops sit for you on like uh, the pantheon of cereals? I don't really get it that much. Yeah, I don't like it that much either. So I don't really know. Uh, I'm going to assume that the one that's real is the one where fruit's just spelled out regular like. Mm, you are wrong. It is the one that looks way better Ooh. and more natural where the two O's are the. Okay, so that's the other thing where the strategy can be look to which one seems better photoshopped. And that that almost made me choose the one where it was the, the four O's. All right, for the next one, I'll send you the pictures, but also describe it before I send it to you. Does a Monopoly man have or not have a monocle? I'm going to tell you right now, the the Monopoly man is living in last year forever because he's 2020. He don't need that monocle. You are correct. He has no monocle. Interestingly enough, though, if you look closely, he is carrying a bionicle. <laughs> oh, what's going on with Pikachu? What is going on with Pikachu? So if you imagine what like Frankenstein's hairline looks like. <laughs> It's like square on top with some diagonals, uh, kind of zigs coming out. Apparently that black uh, pattern is supposed to be at the end of Pikachu's tail. But there's also one which he is missing that distinct feature at the end of his tail. And it's just yellow all the way through besides the brown at the bottom. I'm going to use my test taking strategy again of I think it would it would upset people to find out that the black thing wasn't on the tail. So it must be the one that's plain. You are correct. It is the one that's plain. And this one's actually weirdly salient for me because I used to have a, I had at least a few Pikachu like uh, plushies growing up and the the black tail thing resonates with me. I feel like there has to be a story about that. I think that's one of the few Mandela's where like there has to be like a, they released a toy or there was an episode or, you know, some continuity error. I think that's what a lot of these are also ads that sometimes certain marketing or certain spinoffs will have a little bit of a difference and people will remember that. And then just get upset that the canon doesn't fit with what they remember. Or parallel universe. Or parallel universes exist. I always thought I didn't belong here. Okay, so this is when you reference pre-show, but Kit Kat with a hyphen or without a hyphen. This is one that I'm going to go with for a design standpoint. I don't think the hyphen looks good. I think it just looks cleaner without it. So I don't know what the real answer is, but it shouldn't have a hyphen either way. You are correct. It does not have a hyphen. All right. Okay, I've sent you two Fruit of the Loom logos. I don't know what sort of a underwear you wear, Adrian, but that's Fruit of the Loom with the fruit all in a pile sort of logo. Does it have like a little basket behind it, uh, a cornucopia behind the fruit, or is it mm -hmm. just the fruit by itself? I guess the, the Fruit Loops is the exception here, but for the last one, two, three, monocle extra black part and the hyphen the pattern seems to be it's always more than you than there actually is so it, i think that following the pattern i would say the cornucopia isn't actually there you are correct yeah all right i think this is one that really lends itself to test taking skills because it's the same sort of cognitive biases resurfacing over and over that are causing so many mandela effects 
And it's so crazy that, that people there has to be like, like able research to... on on this where like th- those commonalities come up of like well the issue like there, there's commonalities in what people perceive of like everyone just adds extra stuff in their memory to things for no reason yeah like uh like little flourishes that feel right because you've seen them other places um i will say in terms of how well i'm doing on this test my mom did play me a lot of ricky martin when i was young so that's probably why i'm killing it right now now adrian i know you're a big star wars head always have been always will be mm-hmm. now c3po what does his right leg look like okay so i don't i don't i don't think you ordered these by difficulty but it is getting more difficult uh kind of like the last one in the sense of um i could see people thinking oh yeah c3po he's just all gold and then going back and someone being like oh no he has a silver leg but I can also see people like the Pikachu one being like, oh, no, he has a silver leg. Did you not realize or you thought he was all gold? I kind of see either one of these being the 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 fake one. I think for the matter of collectively getting it wrong, it has to be that the all gold one is correct. And the silver leg one is incorrect. That seems like a weird thing for a lot of people to make up. Wait, so which one do you think really appeared in the movies? I'm confused. The one that's all gold. You are wrong. The one that has a silver leg appeared in the movies. Um, it is one of those things where I think the prequels actually got it wrong too. They forgot about that. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, what? What do I do here? What, uh, retrial? Recount? Nope. Anyway, you were wrong about that one. You're a big old moron. <laughs> tell you what. Okay, so this one is whether or not it's the Flintstones or the Flintstones with two T's. And I think it's the one that just has the one T. You are incorrect again. It is the Flintstones. Really? Yeah, it's a two T's. Even though that looks like a Photoshop, it looks more awkward with two T's. It looks really, yeah, like, sure. crowded. I don't believe you. <laughs> Google it, buddy. Are you about to come up, become a Mandela Effect person? Do you refuse to acknowledge dude, that? Dude, th- this quiz is making me one, dude. If I don't get higher than 80%, I'm going to become a Mandela Effect person. <laughs> I'm going to immediately after this, shut off the browser and go watch Mandela Effect on Hulu, the uh, horror movie. Okay, and for the next one, I'm just going to describe it because we don't have a good picture. For the bear that hates forest fires, what is that bear's name? Smokey Robinson? No, okay. Is it? <laughs> I don't know if I should just call it wrong. As soon as I say it, you're going to know which one is right. Do you want to take a second guess? It's it's. It... Um, Only you can prevent forest fires, that guy? Yeah. And that guy's name is George Papadopoulos? <laughs> wow, you got it. No, okay. So <laughs> this one I'll just go ahead and tell you. A lot of people mistake it to be Smokey the Bear because that sounds natural and makes sense. It's just Smokey Bear? It's just Smokey Bear. And then uh, that's it. The rest of them are not brands or marketing things. They're like actual real world historical things uh, Mm. from this one website that I decided to pull these from. Um, I'm sure there's more examples. Um, But how do you feel about that? I feel like you did pretty well, Adrian. I think a lot of it wasn't your brand and marketing knowledge. It's not because you've been inundated with these images since birth i think it's because of your test taking skills but i don't know did you feel like you had a natural memory for it or no i'm not very detail oriented so i wouldn't remember this i really like in the middle it felt like it felt like i figured it out and then i lost it at the end so (laughs) i have no idea to be honest also the mango is perfect temperature right now oh really i'm happy for you buddy 
Just going to slurp down some mango. You ready to wrap up this episode? I am ready to wrap up this episode. All right. Big facts, no cap. All right. Um, my no cap is marketing is gross and it involves a lot of lying. But to combine two philosophical quotes from Shakespeare, all, 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 all the world's a stage. And from Paul, acting is lying. So all the world's a stage. You got to lie. Market yourself. All right. And my big fact from this episode is that, yeah, I'm just going to attack Mandela effect people some more. If you misremember something, I promise you, I promise you, just admit you are wrong. Don't blame the world for your lack of memory. I mean, it is probably because your father didn't play enough Mozart for you as a child. Blame him. Not not parallel universes. Big fact. No cap. All right, Paul. Well, it's been a fun one. I will see you next week. To all the people who came because of the advertisement, we cherish you. We love you. Check out our back catalog. Check out our Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our back catalog. And he was joking. We don't have a Patreon. Bye, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bitch, you thirsty, please grab Sprite.